We there yet? We there yet? The podcast with Rich Kiamko. Ah, that's me. (laughs) Hi, we're here live in New York City. It's like 12 degrees out. (laughs) I'm here with... Uh, with comedian Teddy Smith, are you cold. have have you thought off? Than that. It's colder than right? that. Right? You're are you cracking? Are you like? Oh god, man! Look at me! Look! You can't even move your. You can't yeah. even close. A, you can't even make a fist, right? No, I can't. So if I get mad at somebody, I just have to slap them. <laughs> I can't punch. It's them. an open-handed punch. No, I was biking on the city bike and I got blown over by the wind. I literally was like, oh shit, this it's strong and it's freaking cold. You were riding a bike out there. In this yeah, weather? yeah. Was, I don't know, just because it's green and it's cheaper than. A, a, a taxi i was thinking you're really into the exercise well I, i've been exercising but inside now i used to jog out but like at 12 degrees i'm not going to jog outside it's going gotcha. like to freeze my my, my nails are just like kind of like <sighs> shut down yeah i mean i can't take this cold weather you know yeah it's where are you from originally i'm, I'm, I'm from the east coast but i still don't like it you right know? right you know i mean it's like uh I was out in L.A. for a while, so I got used to that. Like, oh, you get you know. spoiled. Oh, yeah. I was there for like five years, and you get used to the uh, palm trees and sunshine. Right. You get used to Their cold is like when it's 45. Yeah, they everyone's complain. Everyone's panicking. Yeah, it's it's like, 53 yeah. degrees. I'm going to die. <laughs> like, that would be yeah. people in shorts out here. Yeah, they complain about that. Like, it's 50. You know, it's 50 outside. <laughs> We set, our air, we, we set our air conditioners to that. <laughs> they don't know about this weather. But I think Chicago is colder than New York, right? Um, I think Chicago, I don't know. Maybe when I was, it, it just seemed, it seems colder in Chicago, but maybe because of the lake and it's just, it's a, it's a freshwater cold. Like I don't what, know. What's colder than New York? Like what you say, uh, Minnesota? Yeah, probably Minnesota. 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 That's why there's no black people in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> All the white people just blend into the snow. It's a camouf- It's a natural protection uh, that's, for them. That's the way to live in a, in a place where there's no black people. You just go where it's freezing cold. I get cold. Freeze the black Brothers people out. Brothers are not out. going there, no. Right, right. Although Prince, well, Prince, uh, Prince is only part. Yeah, he used his other, he used his other, Prince used his other uh, ethnicities to protect himself. Yeah, uh, I don't know. He stayed inside. Right. He stayed inside and didn't talk to anybody. He just did his music. He's right. Like, you know. Right. So, uh, Teddy, I've done a bunch of shows with you. And what, what, like, what was your start? Like, what was the moment? Like, when did you know, like, this was comedy is your calling? Um, I, I didn't know, you know. It's, <laughs> You're it's still like, wondering. Yeah, it's <laughs> still like, uh, <laughs> I was, I was doing other things, you know, like just working a regular job and stuff. Huh. And then, uh. I didn't like it. I was working in a bank in a computer room, you know, because I took up computers. So like IT stuff or uh, like just working in the, in the room. I say computer room because it sounds like I was doing something important, but I was just <laughs> delivering the documents to people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you Pretty know, we, like, we kind of like, you know, we lie about right, right, know, right. Our, our work at uh, <laughs> you know, this right. bank. And the, yeah, you were a teller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I... Uh, I didn't like it. Yeah. Know, so, uh, plus, I, I, t- I went to school and I didn't get the I didn't get the chance to do what I learned in school. Like I spent all that money and yeah. time in school, and then I get there and I'm delivering printouts to people. Wow. What did you study in school? Um, was it computer operations? Huh. And so here you just kind of like did some really basic stuff. Yeah, pretty much. It's like here, take this to that person and take this. To that person. <laughs> yes, sir. It sounded like a really white boss. 
Oh, he he, hey, he was so Theodore. Funny. Yeah. Theodore. That's I'll he, call you. I shall call you that's Theodore. That's what he said. Call me. He's like Theodore. Hello, Theodore. <laughs> <laughs> I see you sleeping again. Yeah. Theodore, will you park my carriage? Yeah. He's like, hello, Theodore. Theodore. <laughs> I said, I don't like the way you said that. But it's the respectful form. It's the formal yeah, form, Theodore. He, he was a pain in the ass, pretty oh, much. God. He was. Where is he now? Is he still alive? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. But <laughs> <laughs> He's dead inside, but he's alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After like a year, I think it was like a year, I was like, I can't do this. You know, I didn't like it. I said, what, I'm, what, what should I do? You know, I don't know what I'm... Because you really don't know what you want to do. Right. And then uh, I'm not really a religious person, but I was like pretty much ask like oh let me know what i'm supposed right, to do right right trust you me know? i've been yeah. on my knees when it's like yeah, desperate so. like okay god i, I I've, I've done everything else i'm desperate please yeah i said just show let me, me know show me a sign give me some idea what i'm supposed to do with the rest of my life and i woke i dreamed that i was on stage really performing in front of this big crowd outside it's like a concert and i was performing and the energy that i got from the crowd Man, I woke up. I felt really good. I was like, "That's what I'm supposed to do." Wow. You know how I, how soon between the prayer and then the dream? Like, did it just? Like, I just I, I, I didn't even get on my knees. I just like let me know what I'm supposed to do. Right, right. I, really, so I was passionate. Like, right, was right, right. You're really in touch with your feelings. Yeah. So uh, then I, w- I went to sleep. Cause I'm always wow. dreaming. But right, right. I but you really got dream. that. You yeah, really, really got it that. felt. I felt the power. So how, did you know it was comedy at the time? You're just like, I don't know. I'm supposed to be well, on stage. Well, I knew or? it wasn't singing because I can't <laughs> sing. So <laughs> I was like, either I was giving a speech or I was making people laugh. And I know, I, see, I know I can't sing. So I know it wasn't right, singing. Right, you know, right. Some people try to sing and they can't sing, but they still try. Like, right. If I can't do something, I ain't doing it. Right, so, right, right. And uh. I knew I was funny, so um, wow. I went to a comedy club. My friend took me. Where was this? In D.C. Okay. D.C. And uh, he, like, I didn't have a car, so he drove me to the, the open mic. Yeah. And I, and I did it. I did well. You know, I did yeah. pretty good. You know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, did you like? Did you agonize over your jokes? You just have some. I have to tell some stories. No, I actually took just some Richard Pryor jokes and recycled them. Oh, okay. So you do, you were doing a cover. It was yeah, like karaoke. Yeah, yeah. It's karaoke <laughs> comedy. But I would do, I was just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take his jokes, but I'd just take his uh, delivery or timing or whatever. Okay. You know, and use it for me. Oh, okay. So you took sort of the persona. Yeah. I just, oh, okay. I had my own jokes. So it was like an avatar. You were like using the, uh, him as an avatar to, to like... Like as a vehicle to put your voice in. Exactly. It's like I, because I, I just had these little routines. Like I had uh, <laughs> this like cartoons. I was talking about cartoons. Uh, they were, they were very messed up, but you didn't realize until later on. Right. You know, I was like, wow. You know, they made fun of stuttering people. When it was, you know, Porky Pig. Right. You right. Know, I said making fun of fat stuttering people. I was like, <laughs> I didn't realize that. <laughs> At the time, it was funny. You know? Right, 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 right. And, and then uh, I just had said, I I thought about like a lot of cartoon characters on drugs and stuff like that. So I did a drug thing mm. with cartoon characters like mm. Scooby-Doo on crack. You know, right, right, right. You know, stuff like that. So, And then I did like jokes about fighting, getting yeah. beat up. Stuff right, like that. So right. Just basic stuff. Yeah, yeah, and but it really, it and, but you got a hit out of it. It gave you that, like, yeah, ah. It, it, it felt good, you know. It was like, I was nervous as hell. I used to throw up 
every time I would go on stage. Before I go on stage, they go, all right, Teddy, you're next. And then I was like, wait a second. Really? <laughs> I go in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Incredible Hulk having <laughs> gastro problems. Then I come out like, oh, don't talk to me. You know. Right, 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 <laughs> they right. Go up there and do they, think you're, they think you're bulimic or something. <laughs> I was, man. I lost a lot of weight. Really? It was, oh, it's great. It's a so I companies got, and calories. I got over that last week, so I don't do it anymore. <laughs> you got over last week. Now you're a size zero. <laughs> yeah. the, the, you know, the funny thing is, is like I did it twice. And then my friend said, I can't take you no more because now I work at night. So I said, I guess that dream is over. Really? And then like, so how almost a f- month later, there was a deal on cars. Huh. And... I got a car and I just like started a cheap driving car. To the club. Yeah. And just so it's it's funny because every time I thought about quitting, something will come up to keep me going. You know, and I was like, well, maybe I'm supposed to do this, but I don't like the struggle. Right, <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> comedy is just yeah. struggle. There's nothing but struggle. Because everybody sees the Eddie Murphys and all that stuff, and you see the glamour, but you don't see the stuff before. Right. I, th- I think if everyone knew how hard this thing was no one would really do it's just this long it's like you're walking through a dark alley forever (laughs) you really have to love this i mean like it that's what regular i call regular people don't understand they said why do you do this he's like because it's a passion it's a love you really love right it has to it has to come from the from your soul like your guts have to do it it's not like some job where they're like you have to sit in a cubicle all day and die no you gotta go on stage that's even worse if you hate what you do, you know, and you you not do what you want to do, and you hate what you right. do, and right. you're not getting paid a lot of money. Is you're struggling and you hate your job? That's even worse. Right. Like we might right. Or if or if you're doing a job. job and you're like, eh, I mean, I don't know. I, I I I've been doing this for so long now. I can't imagine living a life where I am at least not in pursuit of something that I love. You know, I can't. I mean. I don't know. I think even you, though this is do, hard, I got, I have to do it. If I you do, do what it. you love to do, you do what you want to do. Like if you want to be a school teacher, and you you do it, then you're successful. Right. No matter how much money you make. Right. If you do what you want to do, you're successful. If you want to be a trash man or whatever, if you, that's right. what you want to do, if you feel it's your calling and you really feel fulfilled, then you're successful. People are like, no, you're only successful when you make money. Like there's a lot of people that are unhappy. That's oh yeah. No, I've met. People that with billions of dollars, I'm thinking, why aren't you happy? Why are you a douchebag? I think the true lucky people are the ones that's doing what they want to do and they make a lot of money. Right, right. That's like the happy and tons of money. That's what we're chasing. Like we, we have. I'm open to that. I'm willing to receive billions of dollars to do. Yeah. I don't even like people say, wouldn't you like to have billions of dollars? Like for what, really? Like how much money can you spend? Right. I live in a big. 30 room mansion but i'm the only one living there yeah you know yeah that would, that would kind of like suck pretty much right i knew this guy he had such so much money but he was paranoid all the time of like of like you know mission impossible people coming and killing him so whenever you entered the house you'd yell it's me <laughs> like he imagine must, you're yelling on it's me like how fucking paranoid are you 
Like how, that's, not that, cool that, that's, that's not fun. Imagine yeah. that so you're basically in a prison. It's a giant mansion. That's a prison. That's a prison. That's like wire tr- triggered for like, you know, at any minute a spy might come in and try to kill you. Like I couldn't, you're trapped. I think if you got a giant mansion and you live by yourself, that's like in your face every day that you're alone. Right. Right. You have nobody. Nobody cares about you. Right. Except right. for people that want your money. Right. Yeah, I was. In, I, I don't know. I I want to make sure I stay open and, and not hold a, a, that kind of thought about money because I think I might block it. I want I want a healthy, abundant life and money and love and laughs and community and friends and. I think uh, people know. think if you work hard that you become rich, and that's not the way you become rich. Hmm. You got to think rich. Yeah. You got to believe that you're rich. Right. You There's people every day work hard extremely hard and never become rich well my parents you know grew up with nothing in the philippines and so they they came here and they became successful but they were so like panicked about money they, some they people could not some people visual they visualize it and see it and believe it yeah just because yeah. that's what they are but some yeah, people yeah. have to learn to do it but you know successful people rich people they won't tell you because then the, the secret is out <laughs> But it's like if, if you go to like you don't have any money, but you just think you have money. You just believe that you're a star. You right. Know, right. You go to a place that say is a nice restaurant. You go there and you pretend that you're there. Eating. You go there all the time. You can get just just get some coffee, but sit there and take right. it all in. And own your power. Yeah. It's yeah. all in your power. Everything yeah. is in your power. Whatever yeah. you want is in your power. Yeah. Now you. So you were in D.C doing it and then what was like the first i guess the first little break like with someone see you and go hey give you some stage time because you know because it's a hard hustle you're just hitting mics well i was doing this mic for like six months six months and uh i wasn't getting paid yeah so i was like when do i get paid he's like no you gotta do it for like two years and then we'll let you MC and stuff like that. i was like two years i can't wait that long i need money now <laughs> So I was like, forget this place. And I went to another place and I hung out and, the, and somebody didn't show up uh. for this, this show. So they asked me to go on. The guy was like, uh, can you go on? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I went on, went on tore it up, just ripped it up. And nice. And he's like, can you come back next week and MC and we'll pay you. And uh, he paid me. Wow. He gave me like $300, $400. In between this Get and that, out. Like, I can't remember exactly, but like. And I took that money and uh, I bought my mother a coat. Wow. Yeah, I was like, wow. I was proud too. I was like, I took her. We, she still has that coat to oh this day. Oh my God. I bought her a coat. I took the whole, all the money and bought her a coat. Yeah. Wow. That made me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Were you close to your mother growing up? Was she like, your- oh yeah, man. My mother's taking me everywhere. I, I thought my mother like was invincible. Like you couldn't do anything to stop her. Yeah, you know, like yeah. she couldn't drive, but she'll find a way to get to what we had to get to. Right, you know, I always felt safe with my mother, no matter what the situation. Wow, sounds really resourceful too. No car, but we're gonna get there. <laughs> yep, she like she knew all the buses and all that stuff, but she would get there, and I felt like she always had money. Yeah, even though she said she didn't have any money, I don't have no money for that, but she always had money to you know like to buy things or to, to get out of a situation. She always had money. So I trusted her. I thought she was, she was God to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was out in D.C. or Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like I used to live in like college near College Park, University of Maryland. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah. So I say D.C. because people like Maryland. And I say Riverdale, Maryland. They say Riverdale. 
I don't know. I never heard of it. So I say DC. Right, 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 right. Wow. And so then you started emceeing, and then did you? To, how, where did you move from there? Like you decided to go to I MC and then uh, I started doing, I started featuring middle one and then uh, uh, I would open for people. I opened for people like Bernie Mac. Uh, nice. Uh, Martin Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the big comics and did really, you know, did good, you know. And then next thing you know, I started headlining. And yeah. From there on. Just kind of happened. You yeah. sound so, <laughs> it sounds like it just, you know. Well, that's the bad thing. When things happen too easy for you, and then when you do have to struggle, you can't handle the struggles. See? Right. Because I went from just making money there, and uh, I did the Apollo. Got a standing ovation at the Apollo. Nice. Like, I'm going to New York. I went to New York. My friend Dave, you know, Chappelle, he moved to New York. He's like, yeah, you got to come out to New York. So I'm like, all right. So I moved out to New York, and. I got into this club called Catch a Rising Star. Right. And right. then uh, the comic strip. Yeah. And what is it? Then Stand Up New York. Yeah. I used to do the Boston Comedy Club. It's not around anymore. Right, right. Then. But, you know, yeah, it's pretty much I did the Comedy Cellar. And I was like, this is going to be great. Yeah. You know, got an agent like uh, within a few months, I got an agent. Wow. So everything was pretty much, I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to book my own shows. I didn't have to. Do anything but perform. That's it. Perform. That's all I had to do. Nice. And now I got to do everything, and I don't know what the hell. I do. <laughs> That's what, now, <laughs> now I'm struggling my ass off. Right, right. Like, right I'm like that rich kid that got put out, and the family is all gone, and now like, <laughs> I'm in the streets. The like, mansion burned down, and now yeah. you're walking away like, um, no. I just have my suit. Now I'm in the street like, I don't know how to take care of myself. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Wow, yeah. But somehow I always get enough to, you know, keep going. Right, right. So. I mean, you're definitely talented. I think that's like a key, but I guess there's more. There's, there's a lot more to there's that. There's so much more to that. <laughs> we know lots of talented yeah, people that yeah, are like sitting a, around. There's a whole lot more to that. It's like the right people. The uh, hustle. You you gotta promoting hustle. yourself. Yeah. Like back in the day, you didn't have to promote yourself. You didn't have to. They didn't have social media either. So you didn't. none of this stuff. This is new. Old school comics don't know what to do. Right. The young comics, they've grown up in this. They This is their normal right. life, pretty much. So Right, right. They're going to just jump ahead of us because they know how to do just wheel and deal. Right, right. Tweet it, share it, post it. Pro, yeah, they promote their own shows. They have their rooms. They just That's just the way they do it now. Right. It's very, it's, it's very entrepreneurial. Everyone has their own little comedy startup. Somewhere. I also stopped doing comedy for like 10 years. So. Really? Yeah. What did you do? Uh, I was a stay-at-home dad. I got Because oh, I had a baby, got married. Right. And my wife, my ex-wife, she was uh, working. And, yeah. And I ain't know, you know, just did that. Wow. And do whatever. I was trying to be a writer. So right. that's why I stopped doing stand-up. I right. Was like, I need to write. Because I wanted to make money. I was in L.A. You can't make money doing stand-up. Right. LA, you so. spend more time driving around than... Yes, I was Stand just up. trying to be. So a you're, were you so you writing for shows or writing? No, for it was, I was submit like scripts and stuff like that. But it's hard. It's hard, especially if you're not known or you don't know anybody and you right. try to be a writer. It's hard. And I was moving back and forth, New York to L.A. So that doesn't help. You know, you you got to be somewhere. Right, and, really and I was going back and, and forth. dig in and and build those build your community. So for ten years, I was like moving around and trying to be a writer and not really grinding like i was doing before because mm. before i was doing everything i was 
did Aspen. I was doing colleges. I was I was hot. I was doing it in New York, and then it just fade away. And people were like, what happened to you? Right. I had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Fell in love. Got a had a baby. Wow. And where's your kid now? How old is I your child? I got two now. They You've got in, two. They live in Long Island. Long Island. Oh, right, right. Because when I we did that show, you yeah. were checking in on them. Wow. And so, how old are they now? One's ten, and the other one, the other one's sixteen. Wow. Mm-hmm. Almost like. He's bigger than me. The sixteen-year-old. Yeah. A little taller. Than yeah. Me. And what do they think? They like. Oh they my love God. what I do, and they don't really care about the money until they want something. Then my little one's like, oh, "Why can't we have us? I don't have the money for it." You always say that. <laughs> <laughs> go ask your grandma. I was like, "Yeah," but I would do whatever I could do when I go see him because I would spend a lot of money on him. You know, when I go see him, so I was like, if I can't spend money on, I don't really want to, because I don't want to just hey, want to sit and talk, you know. Right. Well, maybe you'll maybe they'll learn that it's not always the money, because well, they they don't really care about what I do. They like they love that I do comedy and and I'm not giving up. Right. If I can't give them all the material things, what I do give them is like don't have to give up. You give them hope. I mean, that's more powerful than a. Game Boy or something. Whatever, yeah, I talk about, but my oldest one, we talk about politics. We talk about life. Wow. So he's like a 40-something-year-old man. And, and a 16-year-old body. Because yeah. ever since he was nine years old, man, I would kick it to him straight. He would ask me questions, and I wouldn't lie. You know, most parents lie. Make-up stories, right, I would right. tell him the exact truth, and I tell him, I said, now, all the things I tell you, I could be wrong. So it's your job to learn from me, then go research and take it further. That's good. So wow. I, said, I told him, I said, don't ever be like, you can't question me. You can question me. You can question me anytime. Wow. If I can't prove them right to you, then I don't deserve to, you know. Wow. So you, you research. I told him, always research. Now he's like, he's way like knowing all these things, man. It's like he's, like I say, he's a 40-year-old man. We always talk. We sit and That's talk amazing. about some deep stuff. That's man. amazing. Yeah. That's really interesting. I remember because my dad was like the, the the final word. It's like, go to your room. Yeah, I mean, like, don't disrespect me, but you can talk to me about stuff. Right. I, said, I told him that. I said, yeah, you can talk. And you, I said, you look it up. Make sure you always research. That's the best thing you can do is research. Man. Right. Right. I said, you listen to what people say, but you always research. Yeah. You know, and take it yeah. further. Right. Right. So then you, you you're connected to to your belief, and it's not just kind of given to you. Oh, yeah, God, 16 great. years old, and you're telling him. That's awesome. Oh, man, he, he wants to go to college outside of the United States. Really? Yeah, what, does he, what does he want to do? Um, I think he's an engineer or something. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But he wants to go to college like Germany or somewhere like that, you know. Wow. But he's, uh, we just talk old man stuff, though. Like, <laughs> we don't talk about girls. We don't talk about uh video games too much we talk about like well that's like trump or uh, europe europe or africa and egypt right we right. talk about people's behaviors and yeah, yeah. spiritual stuff and we, wow a 16 year old talking about behaviors you, and you gotta think stuff. his father's been talking to him about this and we get we get deep man we get deep that's amazing because that's the way i am so and, and yeah he's, he's a beautiful person yeah yeah he's a beautiful person man he I, he gives like if he he has like two dollars he'll give the homeless person one of those dollars. Wow, you know. Wow. So he still has an open heart and a oh, generous. Oh yeah, because uh, that's the way I am. So I'm, I raise him to be that way. So yeah, yeah. He's a good wow. Man. 
what what like what was the point because you were a stay-at-home dad and then you did it for 10 years like how did you no i didn't i didn't do it exactly for 10 years oh okay. well yeah you can say t- i'll say nine because the 10th year is when we split up so oh okay so say nine ten years I'll so say now ten, you because i was still yeah if we were split up i was still around with them in 10 years so, so then say ten so years. they live with their mom in long island long island and their stepdad oh and the stepdad okay so then you visit yeah when i can yeah yeah you know, I've been slacking on it, so yeah, not, not a not an excellent dad. I'm a okay right. dad. But it sounds dad. like you've given him some great to. I mean that those tools to like examine and be self aware. Yeah, I uh, mean, I I just give him I give him something that's gonna make him be uh, contribute to goodness in this world. Right. You know? like, right. We got enough bad. Right. So, you know, right. We need to start. I love hearing your because phil- when you're on stage, you're just like ripping across. Stage and now here I'm like oh this is so <laughs> this is me talking about yeah. life you know on yeah. stage I I kind of mix my comedy into what well, I well you do the whole joke stage. about Jesus the Jesus is coming you know like uh, the yeah, whole he's thing not that coming him. back yeah <laughs> <laughs> the people people used to get mad but now they don't get mad anymore now they kind of like see what I'm saying you know? right well I think it's a loaded topic but you really play that's it. why I took it on because right because that's yeah, it's like, and people say, what do you mean he's not coming back? I go, this is the thing they don't realize, and I'm not going to tell them. they got to figure this out themselves. He, he don't need to come back because he's, he's here. They yeah. want him to come back as a person. He's not coming back. As a, he's here already. You can, if you can, uh, what do you call it, channel or whatever, or, you just got to believe that he's already around you. Right, right, right. That's the thing they don't get. Right, but you do that whole thing They're waiting for a man to show up. Right, right, right. They want some really specific... Oh. Uh, I know, I, I get like that. Oh, God, I need a really specific sign. Can you, can you text me, please? Yeah, Just that, that's why I say he's not coming back. You know, he's, a, he's around you already. He's not coming right. back. Just listen. Exactly. Listen. But you do that bit of like a guy, some like hack priest, you know, oh, doing this whole that, thing, well, I, and then Jesus appears. I feel appears. like a lot of priests, a lot of, you know, what they call them, evangelists and all them, living in mansions, you know, have jet planes and all this stuff and people in the church can't even pay their rent. Right. But they're giving in all their money. Right. And he's right. like, give it to me. He goes, Jesus and Jesus. He's using Jesus. Right. Right. To get the money. And I'm like, suppose Jesus did come back. <laughs> <laughs> did you come back to save us? No, I can't even get my money. <laughs> that, he, he was scared of them. He was shocked the hell out of them. He just right, right, and the character you do is just—it's just ridiculous. The audience is like, lose it, they lose it. Some woman threatened me with Jesus, though. She said that Jesus going to get—he's going to get me. Right, I'm talking about like because you can't talk about Jesus, people. Oh, that's he's sacred, because like, they don't really know Jesus. Right, they just know the you know the lies and the things they learn. Right, right. Yeah, they don't know the real man. Right, so there's a lot of control and stuff around it they don't know jesus was a revolutionary he was fighting against oppression fighting against you know bad things he was just he was a guy like you and me and just fighting against wrong that's all he's doing and they didn't like that right right but people they they, you know they they use him to you know to do bad things kill people right to and, oppress and, people to, to, to get in money. his name to they use the name for the for a lot of bad stuff i bet you he came back he was like yeah why y'all using my name for all this <laughs> stuff 
I didn't I say you could use my name this. to take that land. Yeah, I wasn't even about this, man. Like, <laughs> totally, you totally misread my text. Yes, he's like, <laughs> you ain't learned anything. You, you, you're not following my teachings. <laughs> yeah, you love everybody, right? Yeah, okay. Right. So they don't know. I mean, that's what they teach you Some, from a child. It, they, I call it brainwashing. They brainwash you from a mm. child. This is... This is where Jesus was, and and then you grow up believing that until you start. I didn't believe it until I was awakened, you know. Right, and right. I started really getting into my spirituality and all that stuff. Right, right. Because Teddy the Prophet's your handle, your yeah. your uh, Instagram. Wait, is that your Instagram handle, uh, Teddy the uh, Prophet Teddy? Prophet Teddy. I call yeah. it Teddy the Prophet. People used, to get, people used to get mad at that too. Right, right. Okay, predict. Is it going to rain today? Or like, <laughs> say I was a psychic. <laughs> right. They don't understand a prophet is somebody that. God speaks through, like right. through your dreams or whatever, and, right, it, right, right. and you send a message. You're just a messenger. You just relay the message. Right. If someone said, "I just had, this, I had this feeling or I had this intuition," people are like that's fine. But if you say it came to me from God, people get a little weird. But do, but they believe in God. Right. Right. They believe in God, but just you know, is is it like they believe Mary had a baby without sex? They believe right. that God gave her the baby. But if some teenage girl. Was on TV like, no, I never had said that God gave me this baby. They're like, oh, whatever, really? Right, right. You wouldn't believe it. All the things they write in the Bible, they would not believe right. today. They today. only believe that it happened in the we Bible. We need a DNA test. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stuff that they don't want to, they just had their beliefs and you right. can't really shake them. But I think eventually people will wake up. Yeah. It's tough to see things for what they really are. Like, yeah. It could be a beautiful world if people wake up. Right. If people weren't using these religions to, I mean, there's so much, I mean, between land grabbing and war and oppression. We're all connected though. We're all, we're all connected. That's what they don't realize. It's yeah. just, this body is like a rented house. Right. You know, cause we're all spirit. We're all spirit. We're not this, we're not this body. We're just renting this body. You know? Right. This, we're just kind of, my it's body a, happens to be we're, brown. We're just My Arab, house is brown. Right. I'm just Airbnb being this body. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'll all I'll be over is. this after another a weekend of my life. But people don't realize that, man. It's just We just rent in this body. So when we so-called die, you, you leave because you never die. Your right. body dies, but you never die. Right. right. When people realize we're all connected, we're all the same, come from the same source, that's why they don't love each other because... We feel separate. Yeah, we, we feel separate. We're different. Because we look different. Right. Right. You know? So I guess, I guess Bernie Sanders and Hillary and Trump are all connected. Everybody has their position. Everybody has their role. Trump has his role. Hillary has a role. Everybody has a role. Right. Right. We're part of this giant so spectrum. You can get mad at them for their role they play. Right. But it's their role. Right. I, you know what's funny? I, I was on this men's retreat. And you're out in the woods and you're all doing this deep spiritual work and you're all sobbing about, you know, finding your voice and you're living your mission and, and, and whatever stuff from your past. And it ends up like these guys were like, Rich, I want you to be happy. I want you to f be fulfilled as a gay man of color. And I'm like crying with them. And then like I find out after that weekend that some of them are like hardcore Trumpies. Trump supporter. And I was like, this Trump is, but, it, but you know, you know, now it's funny because I realize like, okay, hold on. I know what I see out in the media. Like some people, and there are people out there that take, take Trump and use whatever his speech is 
to be violent and hateful towards people of color, immigrants, gay people, whatever. And then there were these guys that I connected with. I'm like, okay, this man and I cried over the weekend. And now I just found out he's like this hardcore Trump supporter. And I kind of made my head explode. Like, well, I could see the humanity in him that I wouldn't have thought if I knew beforehand. Because we think all Trump supporters are... You know, right. bigots, racists. Right, right, right. I mean, I'm right. sure there are some. I'm sure there, there, well, there are a lot of them. But you know, there's, it's just there's some good, there's some good guys out there just want to change. Right. I mean, I, I, I good people. I don't think all change. of. I, I think it'd be kind of crazy to say all of them think blah blah blah. Because if you do that, then you'd just be like some of them. Right. Like, right. All all your gays do this. All, all gays are this. this all, all blacks. Yeah. Right. 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 But you can never say all. Right. Unless you can go around and count and spend time with each and every one of them. Then you can say, all right, it took me like a 50 years, but like right. all of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's five more. I have to go find those other five to be sure that all. Yeah, it just, they, the media likes to put the bad Trumpers right. out there. So, you know, to make Trump look even worse, you know. Right. Well, also, Trump's a it's great also, guy, but, well, and not exactly. He's not on my. Dream but, list <laughs> you know, of people I would want to have dinner But he's, with. he knows, he's a businessman. He knows how to sell. Right. That's mm-hmm. his job. You know, he don't really, president, he don't really care about that. He loves the detention. He right, he, right. He knows how to sell. He's like, I know a lot of these people don't like immigrants, don't like gays, don't like this, so I'm going to play on that. Right. That's the way you sell things. You play on fear. Right. That's how you sell uh, house alarms. You show a man break into a house, <laughs> right. looking all evil and everything. He's so scaring you, the hell out of you. So you're like, I need an alarm. Right. So that's how they do it. They scare you. Right. Jump scared them. He's like, the immigrants are going to come and take your jobs. Right. He's like, we don't even have jobs. <laughs> There's 12 million of them doing something. Yeah, like they're rapists and this and that. I'm like, really? You know. Right. Right. Now, uh, Teddy, what is next for you? What, like, what would you like to be doing next? I mean, you're. I mean, uh, well, I mean, coming up, you'll be doing yeah. Christmas, Christmas and New Year's at Greenwich Village Comedy Club, ninety nine uh, McDougal. I'll, I'll be doing like New Year's or New Year's that, that whole week before New Year's. Like, I think uh, from the twenty fifth. Yeah, I think it's the twenty fifth through 20, the no twenty sixth. So, the, so the day on, after Christmas through New Year's Eve, I'll be at Greenwich. Greenwich Village, Village Comedy, Comedy Club, Club, 99 McDougal in yeah, New York it's City. Gonna be hot. It's going to be good. That's great. That's a fun room. It's a little tight. It's yeah, a little like tiny it. little, like, you know, you're sitting, everyone's basically, you're basically standing on everyone's lap when you're in that room. <laughs> you make it sound freaky right there. Well, no, but it is, you know what I mean? Like, everyone's right there. It's Everybody's on your lap. You're just grinding. <laughs> Yeah, it's a strip club with, with it's jokes. A strip club with jokes, yeah. <laughs> Next up, Cinnamon's uh, going to do a tight five. <laughs> Cinnamon. It's always Cinnamon. Where they get these names these na- from? Well, bubbles. It's not gonna, <laughs> bubbles. Bubbles. Well, it's not going to be Theodora's going to be doing five uh, minutes of erotic movement. Mine would be the Cocoa Butt Kid. <laughs> Cocoa Butt Kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's my stripper name. That would be your stripper the name? Cocoa Butt Kid. Cocoa Butt Kid. I love it. How did you, you, has that always been in your back pocket? You're just like. No, just, just for cool. a second, I was like, think of something chocolate. Right, right. I don't know. What would mine be? I had a joke <laughs> with a friend. I said, it's rice without a face. <laughs> <laughs> well, that Billy Idol song, Eyes Without yeah. a Face. <laughs> rice without a face. Yeah. That's funny. 
I don't know why. That was for, but what? So so you do you'll do New Year's Eve, and then what, any any other projects or things that you wanna like? What would do you wanna do? You wanna write a, a sitcom or do a, like what's what's the big picture for I like you? To have, I would like to have a sitcom. It would be cool. I mean, it's not like it would break my heart if I don't have one. Mm. But if they offer me one, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I would probably do the sitcom. Would be like my life, like st- being a stay-at-home dad. Yeah, I would do that. The sitcom about you know, right? Comedian, S- comedian, stay-home dad, stay-at-home dad, and the and doesn't the, know how to do it. Right. But I picked up on it in real life. I picked on picked up on it really fast, and I really did a good job. Wow. But at one thing, it connected me with my son. Right, because you're every day. That's the thing that most dads don't have but i had it i had to sacrifice my manhood by people that you don't make any money your wife is working but i had to take that but but i got a connection with my son me and my son have a strong bond because of those 10 years that i took care of him from day one wow that's amazing that's something that i you know i wouldn't trade even though i feel like i should have been out there working or whatever making something happen but right. that time I had with him, me and right. him bonded, and that's why right. we're so close today. Me and him are—that's great. Because to have close. that kind of a relationship for, with anyone in the world, but it's hard for you to have a relationship with your, say, your typical dad, your normal dad, because he's working, he's out, right. he's, he's not out spending there. time. When he gets home, he's tired. He don't want to. But I was there. I was changing diapers, him being sick, you know, taking care of him, walking around, you know, patting him on the back, <laughs> trying to keep him quiet. Like right. I did those things. Wow. So me and him have that that bond that, that can't be broken. Right. Right. But you know, you got to give something to get something. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That's uh. Can't I, I, can't it's buy hard. That. It's hard, man. You know, it's not easy. It's, it's hard. I give I give the women that women that work and do that with no man around, just they take care of their kid or whatever. Wow. Woo. How do they do it without going insane? Those are soldiers right there. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Those women are extra strong. Right. Extra strong. They can they take care of the child and they work. They that's those are super women right there. Those are super women right there. Because I remember when I was a kid, like my grandparents, my grandmother, both grandmothers would come. My both grandparents were already passed by the time I got was a little kid, but they would rotate who would come from the Philippines and stay with us for a year or two. And then they had to go back because of immigration. They would, you know, their visitor's visa would expire. So they have to go back and the other one would come. And, but like, I don't know how anyone, you know, you have someone at the house cooking or watching you so that you, you know, I think strong, strong people make it work. Yeah. They know how to just make it work. People that are strong, they don't let anything stand in their way. It's, it's exhausting, like, though. It's like, okay, we can't have people coming back and forth. We've got to find a way. Right. It's, people, strong people find a way. Yeah. You know, that yeah. that determines your strength right there. You need to be down. You need to be in a situation where you feel you feel no hope. So and what, you come out Have you been in, like, like in this business or in your life? What was, like, the hardest point in this business for you? Like, a dark thing that you just... Not looking at what other people are doing. Hmm. And judging yourself on what other people accomplish and done. Yeah. That's the hardest. Because if you're not making any money, you're struggling. And you see somebody else not struggling, you go, well, what am I doing wrong? That's the thing you got to keep out of your head. Right. What am I doing wrong? Right. And that's when the negativity comes and you, you draw the negativity in your life. And 
things get worse because you're sitting there going, what, what am I doing wrong? I'm doing something wrong because this person's achieving and doing it, and I'm not. not but everybody's there. not the same. Everybody's path isn't the same. Right. Everyone has their own season, their own cycle. Because it's dangerous. You can get that compare and despair thing, and your head just spirals yeah. out. Like, why did that person get a blah, blah, why? blah? Yeah, it's like, I must be, you know, sometimes it comes across your mind like, oh, maybe I'm just lazy. Because people tell you that all through your life. If you don't do this, you don't, you're lazy. You're lazy. And in this business, in comedy, there's no way in hell you could be lazy. Because if you're lazy, you die. You you struggle. <laughs> right. You right. Uh, you don't have anything. You can't. You have to work. It's Comedy or whatever, show business forces you to work. Right. Because you can't just sit back. I think also I get so used to like, you're constantly, like there's a certain level of cruise control. You have to be like, eh. there's a little bit of hustle all the time that I don't even know I'm doing, you know? I'm always thinking, writing, thinking what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm always writing, always researching. Yeah. Because not only I just want, I want I, funny is to me is easy, but saying something, having substance. Right, right. Know, do changing. you have, do you have like a writing routine you do? Like, do you have like a, like I listen a, to music. I listen to jazz, I listen to Miles, I listen to 70s rock. Right. I listen to a little bit of hip-hop, old school mostly. Yeah. Uh, but, I, yeah, I just uh, meditate, yeah. listen to music, and just think, sit down, quiet, and think. Right. I write all the time. I'm always thinking, even on the train. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I'm writing jokes right now, and I'm thinking, I'm talking to you. I'm right. thinking. I'm always thinking, what's my next move? Right. Right, the next weapon along the way. And I'm always trying to do better. Always trying to top the last joke. Cause I don't want to just be funny. You can. I wanted to. When people leave the show, I want them to something to change in there. Right. Something that would improve their life. Right. If I didn't do that, then I really didn't do my job. Right. Right. I just remember uh, we were up at. I guess we were at the Arnold House and. There were some people in the audience that were just like they were having convulsions. You were, but you were so, you were so detached. I mean, whatever you were doing, you were just so like, no, 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 but you were so like, I'm in my own world. You're in the zone, right? Yeah. And they were just, it was like they had gotten hit by a bullet and they were like, their bodies were convulsing. <laughs> it was just great. And the right. owner was like, dude, this guy, who is this guy? I'm like, nice. Teddy Smith. So it was with me. I was just like, wow, really, you know. It's great to see you do a, a you know headline the set because I've I mean I've so been in Greenwich like Village comedy 10, 15, club. See you do ten fifteen. I'm like oh this is great this is great. Oh my god I got this guy to you know do one of my headline one of my shows and and then I was like ah oh, that was amazing. I like to have more work. Yeah. I like yeah. I like to work every day every weekend. I just like I want to work. I don't want to. But sometimes I know why I don't have work sometimes because it's like I feel like the universe is like okay but you got to learn this you need. You have it, but you need more information. So, right. Because if you're working all the time, you're not having time to learn anything. To replenish, right? So and kind of I think this, it always has a reason. Mm. Like when I'm not, I'm, I'm, I don't like not working, but I'm understanding now to when I'm not working to use that time to learn to yeah. get more information because yeah. I got to give it to the people. Right. Right. I feel so much better. You're saying that I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I just gonna cry. It's like it's so, but it's real. That's real. It's, it's, it's like, real. You know, you gotta give to the people. Give to the people, man. Yeah. If you, if everybody would looking within themselves and change themselves, then, man, right. this would be a, this oh, would be what they call heaven. Right. 
Right. Because heaven basically is within yourself. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Because there's just moments when I'm just, when I know I'm in that zone and you're having that thing with the audience and it's just like, it's coming. It's like, a love. It's a it, love. There's just the love. And That's it's like, love. there's a material, but then other stuff is happening in that, in, in the gap, like in that meditative, like something's happening while you're doing it. And it's like, ah, oh, fuck. It's the happening. connection is beautiful. Yeah. And they come there to hear you speak. You know, they don't have to, but right. they do. They come here to laugh, to hear you speak. Right. And they want, they want, they want to be transported. I give people hugs after the show. They come to me and they're like, oh, and I hug them. I take pictures with them. I talk to them. You know, it's like when I'm on stage, we're together. Right. You know. Right. You're That's my, great. You're my brother. You're my sister. We're all family. That's great. That's why I call everybody when I say it was brother. I say brother because we are. Yeah. Sister, brother, we are. We're all brothers and sisters. That's awesome, Teddy. Oh, man. Make me cry now. <laughs> I'm not trying to. No, but, but I, it's beautiful. I speak from the heart. I but you know what I mean? Heart. Like, it's great. Because some guys I've done shows with, they're here to tell a dick joke and a pussy joke, and they're going to do it great and they're going to be smart. Well, you can get that from anybody. But but it's also there. But for me, with you, like, I, I get it. You know, I get your mission. That's where, like I said, now you understand what I'm saying. We're all connected. We're yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love being able to go out, especially you go out these, you know, rural areas and we're like the only people of color, you know, <laughs> you feel the passion. Oh, would you like, I got to do it. <laughs> Why? Well, I feel like for me as also as a, as a, as a gay guy, I'm like, uh, these people would normally probably kill me in a dark alley for being a faggot. And now I'm making them love me. I'm going to just pull this shit out and make them laugh. And they're like, Oh my God. Where, where did that word come from? Anyway? What? Faggot. It's because um, it's like a it's a bundle of sticks and they would burn them. And so what they used to do with gay people is they would gather all the gay people up and tie them up and burn them. You serious? Yes. That's why it's such a horrific word. And See, it, I never knew what it most people, was. People, most people don't know. Most people don't know. It's just a word that came from that. You see, know. Now, see, that's the thing. People use words. If they knew what the word came from, they probably wouldn't use it. Right. Right. Like now I know. With that word came from like, that's that's horrible. Right, right. It's uh, pretty violent, but no one. Yeah, you know, when you're a kid in the playground, you don't know. It's just sissy, faggot, the same thing. You don't even know that it means tie up that sissy, a bunch of sissies, and set them on fire. You're like I'm not gay, but if that's what you want to do, you don't. You're not hurting me. Yeah, you're not yeah. bothering me at all. Well, it's interesting now. It's like people know it exists, and it's not the end of the world. It's not some you yeah. know. And people, yeah, people. I, I mean, there's know. still some people that think it's the end of the world, but it's like it's. What's wrong with brunch? Relax. Hey. Brunch is pretty nice. <laughs> never, brunch with a bunch of dudes never, is not so never bad. Never been robbed by a gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> gay guy never called me nigger before. <laughs> nigger. Niggers. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> gay guys never, never like, give me your money. You know, never. <laughs> give me that sweater. Yeah, that's I love that sweater. You're going to give me that sweater. I'm going to take it. <laughs> I'm taking it, Teddy. Stop it, Teddy. Like a little gun with a little pink gun with a pearl hand. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Where'd I, you get that gun no, from, man? Of course, now there's going to be some gay listeners. We're going to go, we're going to fucking mug Teddy. We're going to show him something. Don't stereotype us. Yeah. We can steal, too. We can rob, too. We can rob, too. We want to rob, too. <laughs> Obviously, someone stole your sense of style. What's that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> Some gay guys are hurt your feelings. Boy. Right? No, they, I know. They rip right into you. They will cut you. They will cut you in this your heart. This one's like, oh, stop it. The other one's like, listen here. Yeah. Right, right. There's a lot. I mean, See? there's yeah. a lot of. Da- I mean, you know, gay men have been. So this gay thugs. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. There are gay fucking thugs. They call gay thugs. There's down low, some down low dudes that are like fucking scary. That's hilarious. Uh, I, you know, I've had those situations where I'm in a situation. I think someone's trying to mug me. They're like, yo, 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 yo. And I'm like, I'm trying to like get away from them because I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, yo, yo, you got a nice nice ass. Nice face. (laughs) You got a nice ass, boy. Right. You're Filipino, right? Like the Filipino boys. <laughs> like, I gotta get out of here. I don't know. Are you gonna take my wallet? You're gonna take a my sweet ass. <laughs> stop it! Stop. Like, stop Filipino. it, Theodore. Theodore, stop that language. <laughs> so, such language. It's so pernicious. Stop it. Stop it, Theodore. Yeah, I'm not. Like, I say, like, even when if gay guys hit on me, I'm like, okay, don't hit on did me. You, but did, I'm, you, I'm, did you? I'm cool with you, uh, did, did you know? Did you know of way. gay people when you were a kid? Or did you, I mean, you know there were everyone knows the play where I'm faggot. Yeah, this guy named Boo Boo. Boo Boo used to jump rope and everything, play hopscotch, and we um, didn't know. We didn't say gay or nothing. We just called him. You know, he said sissy. Right, right, you know, right. You know, Boo Boo. What happened to Boo Boo? Where is he now? I don't know. Boo Boo used to he could jump rope the girls better than the girls, man. Oh my god. His name was Boo Boo. I don't know his real name. Oh, you called him Boo Boo or that, that was his nickname, Boo Boo. We called him Boo Boo, but I don't know what happened to Boo Boo. Oh my god. Boo Boo used to he used to do double dutch. Oh, I'm sure. He would poke his butt out and, <laughs> and then and then he would jump. Boy, he could just touch the ground, flip, do all kinds of stuff like that. Go Boo Boo. Oh, funny. Boo Boo was and I don't know. I don't know what happened. I remember when I was in high school, this guy named Enoch. It was Enoch and this other guy. Enoch? Jerry like, and Enoch. There was Jerry. two of them. <laughs> one's a biblical name and one's just tall, a name. It was tall and Enoch was so, they were so funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. God, they were hilarious in class, man. They were just yeah. funny. This is out in Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. It was in high school in Maryland and they were laugh. They were like... Enoch used to wear like high water, like Michael Jackson pants. <laughs> and he had the blonde on the top and the, right. this... He was something. He was funny. Yeah. That was funny. They had me laughing. Michael Jackson pants. I remember when I was in, I did South Beach. I was in Miami. And, and uh, this guy, he was gay. He came up to me. He's like, so where's your pussy? <laughs> Stop it. I, not, I kid you not. I was like, what? He said, where's your pussy? <laughs> I don't know, pussy. And this girl's like, he means girl. Where's, you, you have a girl. And I go, and he said, well, I feel that, you're, I, I just want to let you know, I think you're attractive, and we have this, we're having this party, and I like to invite you. I say, oh, no, I like women. I like women. I'm cool. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very polite saying yeah, no. Yeah, I'm, like, no yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. I'm good, guy. I'm, that's all right. No, no, put it away. I'm, I'm all right. I'm good. <laughs> I don't, uh, my pussy's here. Hello? <laughs> I have, uh, my pussy's on the way. Pussy here, please. My, quick, I need pussy. Excuse me. Theodore needs pussy at table five. <laughs> I guess, I guess I'm very understanding and nice, so they're like, well, maybe we can change him. I will me. say gay men yeah. will cut to the chase. Yeah, they like, they don't there, bullshit. There's no bullshit. Like, Just hey. Let you know, I'm going to suck you off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I wish girls were like as aggressive as gay guys. Right, Sometimes just, I get mad. Well, how come all the gay guys hit on me and the girls don't? <laughs> right. Right. What's wrong with you women? What's wrong with these ladies? You gotta up your game. These gay guys are. Come on. <laughs> I support feminism. Yeah. Come get me. 
So I hang out. I don't care. It's just, you know. I'm just funny. not like that. So right, I right, just, right. Just understand that I understand that you're like that, but understand that I'm not like that. Don't. Right, right, like, right. Well, you never know until you try it, you know. <laughs> But you always they feel, like, they feel like they can they can like convert you. Right, right. Well, they didn't, do you ever say to them? Well, have you tried some pussy? Yeah, I never say that. But I'm thinking about like, yeah. Well, why don't you try some? I don't like that. Well, why don't you try? You don't know until you try. <laughs> try it. Right. Oh God. I don't like. I don't eat on that. Give you cavities. <laughs> I had a fuck buddy though. That he had girlfriends. He was like a jock and a whatever a lifeguard, and he had girlfriends and in high school and all that and then just he's like uh and then and no one knew he you know and when he came out he was he was lifeguarding that's hilarious he was when he came out he was lifeguarding and some super hot like some model brazilian model from spain came up to him and was like and it's like he's sitting at the lifeguard chair with like another all the dudes are lifeguarding right and he's there's, there's two of them or three of them at the thing and the guy just started talking to him he was like well i'm here you know as a model for the next week in New York, but uh, do you want to get dinner? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, but the guy was so hot. He's like, that's hilarious. But the guy is so hot. He's like, uh, but he's in front of these dudes. He's like, but if I don't say yes, I'll never get this chance. That's hilarious. So he took the number and then he was fucking out. He's like, you want to get dinner? <laughs> or whatever it was. You know, you want to give me give my number. I don't know exactly what the problem. But it was just oh, funny man. to think of, you know. And then, of course, after that, you know, I don't know, there were like 30 of these lifeguards at Jones Beach. So other other lifeguards would come out to him after he did that because everyone knew like oh shit so and so see that was me I'm like how hungry am I <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dinner really? <laughs> 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 I've eaten all day well is it be dinner for the next three Steaks, weeks could you could you fill my refrigerator lobster like <laughs> calamari okay you ain't gonna tell nobody right <laughs> right no one needs to know <laughs> it doesn't count if no one knows that's hilarious <laughs> It was an exchange program. I just needed dinner. Dude, I was hungry. Yeah, I was just hungry. Gotta feed my kids, dude. I gotta feed my kids. It's not... I was hungry and this all of a sudden this happened. <laughs> I was just doing a cleanse. I was doing a pussy cleanse. You see me all, you see me all in the gay clubs. Just, I'd be like... <laughs> so you want to get dinner? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> I'd be living the high life. I'd be like a call guy. Right, right. Be a whore. Man, whore. Man, there isn't whore. really a word for guys. Like, you know, like women are quote unquote whores. But like yeah, a guy. Is a, what is it? Gigolo. But it doesn't. Gigolo. But there isn't. But it's there's a thing. It doesn't have the same kind of like. Because men don't look at it like that. Like we could have sex. Oh, like a whole lot of sex. That's just. We don't. We don't worry about what people like what women think of us that way. Right, but for some reason, sexually women are, we don't like women. Like I don't want to be a whore. That's, so what? Who yeah, but that? guys are never. Guys are never like, oh, dude. I don't want people to think I'm a whore. Like because we don't care about that. It's now, a whole conquesting thing. What our whore is not being able to pro- provide. Right. That's you know, that's right. our whore. That's what our, we're ashamed of. We if we don't have the money, we can't. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. We don't make the money if we can't provide. For can't the provide. That's that's our shame. Right, right. You're not a man. You can't even provide for this and that. That's what our shame comes from. Like mm. women is like they have sex with a lot of men. Oh, they're embarrassed. We're embarrassed when we can't pay for things. Right, right. Hmm. You're yeah. a bum. You're a loser. Bum, that's loser. our word. Right, right. You're inadequate. 
See, our money is like a mi- your million dollars is like a woman's nice ass and nice tits. Right, right. It is funny. There's that kind that's of how you get them. That's kind of that's the exchange. The yep. exchange it's is like women like had the nice tits, nice ass, pretty face. <laughs> Men have the million dollars. Right. They're trying to get that million dollars. We're trying to get them that nice ass. Right. Right. Uh, oh, Teddy. Well, what 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 do what do you what would you want to leave listeners with? Like, what what's like your takeaway? Uh, show some compassion for people, because hmm. then that leads to love. Yeah, compassion leads to love. You know, it's not enough feelings. That's the thing I I think Trump has brought. Right. Everybody's now emotional. Everybody's out there like protesting or boycotting. And now all of a sudden people are start, starting to take stands now. Now people, emotion is involved. And that's what we were missing because we're just, you know, other presidents, we just lay back. You know, well, right. that's just the way life is. But since Trump came, everybody's like, no, we're going to fight this. Right. Everybody's passionate. But people now. are engaged on both sides. They're really engaged. Yeah, no but, one's kind of like. But oh, now whatever. the country is going to it's going to fix. It's going to fix itself. It's going it's to be four years going to be hell. But after that, watch things going to be better. Right. Because there's passion is emotion is going to be involved. Everybody's I think people. It, wait, it, it's wake. Everyone's on, on both on both sides. All sides or whatever. Multiple sides. Plus, you know where people stand now. Right. Now, <laughs> right. guys that now, like I call them the closet racist. Now, you know. Right. They're right. out in the closet now. Trump has led them like the Pied Piper right. out yeah. of there. Because they made it so bad if you were thinking cert- a certain way about right. people of color or gays or immigrants. Women or, or immigrants. So they right. had to keep it in. Right. And but now, Trump, now Trump people are. Release it. Everyone's like, let it go. Every group has its own pride parade now. <laughs> yeah, so now it's like we're getting all this stuff out in the open now. Yeah. Now we can fix it. Because you can't fix anything if. You can't see if, it. Yeah, if you don't tell somebody you're, you got, you got an illness or a sickness, how can the doctor help you if you don't tell them what the problem is? Right. Everybody kept the illness in, and that's why you get sicker and sicker and sicker. So now it's exploded now. Right. And now we can fix it. So that's what Trump is doing. He's he's making people be more emotional, show their emotions. Right. right. And it's definitely people are out. People are talking. Yeah. So he's not, he's not doing it on purpose, but... <laughs> He's, he's I think fix, he was just trying to get yeah. more Twitter he's followers. Not, he's not going to fix it the way they think he's going <laughs> right. to fix. He's going to fix people because they're going to change because they have no choice but to change. Right. I think he was just a catalyst, you know. Yeah, he's a. Yeah. <laughs> but people make excuses for him like all the time. Like excuses they wouldn't make for Obama, they make for Trump. I guarantee you, if Trump do even half what Obama's done, even though they like Obama ain't done anything, ruined this country. If Trump do that. They were like, well, he did this and Trump did that. And they'll find the goodness in everything. They can't find it in Obama, but they can find it in Trump. Right. Can you imagine Obama saying, grab women by the pussy? He's yeah, a right. thug. He's a he's thug. thug. Yeah, he's right, a right. thug. What is this? President, he's not supposed to talk that way. Right, right. Can you imagine Michelle, uh, you know, Michelle doing what uh, Trump's wife's done? They would dig up Michelle's pictures and go, look what she did. You think this is the first? See, they make... They make excuses for Trump and his wife. Right. But they would never, ever make the excuses right. for Obama and Michelle. Right. They right. had to walk a straight line for right. eight years. Like a double standard. Yeah, it's right? big time. Because they got to represent. They, they, they got to represent. They don't see it or they just don't want to see it. Right. 
But they, like I said, Trump, they said Obama was a secret Muslim and all this kind of stuff. Right. Wanted to kill I us mean, all. Michelle Obama got shit for showing her arms, you know, having yes. sleeveless dresses. Like, ah. Uh, right. Melania's been showing her, you know. Everything. Right. Just ain't nothing. We, we've seen her. We've seen everything. All of it. Her. And no one's like no. up and well, You know what they say? Well, isn't she? She's hot, though, right? Like, really? <laughs> right, right. That's okay. Really? That's okay. You scream right. about some arms, right? Well, black arms, yeah. <laughs> black well, women. She's hot, right? She's hot. Like, really, dude? Right. But you don't want me to call you a racist or a bigot or anything. You won't want you misogynist, want you, right? Yeah, right, right. You You're not objectifying that. women. You're just appreciating Melania's naked. Let yeah, yeah. Let, let Obama talk with the Russians and praise Putin and everything. Right. Right. See what happens. I don't mind you protecting him, but don't don't just do the double standard with Barack. Right. You know, if you're going to be that way, be that way all around. Don't just cuz it it shows that you you're separate. Right. They, they say Barack has separated this country. No, you have separated this country. Barack this country been separated way before Barack was born. Right. Brock right. ain't start all this stuff. This stuff has been in this country from day one. Yeah. Yeah. You can't blame Barack for some stuff. Right. I think I feel here. like this last election. Oh, here we come. It's so, so close. I definitely feel like our election has, has been a wake up call. It has. And it's, it's a good thing. And I know people might say, you crazy, Teddy, but it's a good This thing that happened is good. They need to shake up this country and get this shit together. Yeah. I definitely, uh, I think the next four years will be part of the revolution for all of us. Of all of all parties, well, it's going. <laughs> something's going to happen here. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen it. Well, Teddy, I am so thankful you joined me today. Uh, people can find you, uh, uh, Prophet, Prophet Teddy, Teddy and Teddy Instagram. Smith on Facebook. Teddy Smith on Facebook. Okay, and then we'll, I'll have links for more information. You can go to wtypod.com. That's wtypod. Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, Instagram is Prophet Teddy. Teddy. Yeah, and I'll have little links here as well for people. I'll put it up so people can find you. But thank you again, Teddy. You're an awesome, awesome comic and a, and a real, a real dude. Well, a thank you for dude. having me. Thank you. Love to have you, man. Thanks so much. Thank you, brother. I'm Rich Campbell, WTY Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Have a blessed night. It's a comedy journey.